Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Hometown Headlines newscast. John Ruckermiller with you from HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. Let's take a look at our first headlines of the day. We'll start with dining news, updates on the Aventine restaurant coming to West 3rd Street in downtown Rome over in the River District. They now say they hope to be open before Thanksgiving. We do have their hours. We have an overview of their menu, not the exact menu yet. That's still coming together. Also talk about hours, locations, other things inside. Some wonderful photos for you today. Give that a read today in our dining section. Also from dining, Rome City Brewing's latest community cookout has now been moved to November 16th to coincide with the downtown Christmas open house celebration. The uh, menu for the upcoming uh, community cookout, a chili bar. Business news today, the Greater Community Bank welcomes two Cartersville lenders, Richard Carlson and Tina Hudson. Good news today also for the state of Georgia. It once again has been rated a top business climate by one of the magazines that covers such thing. This is the seventh consecutive year. That's a record, by the way. Georgia has been named number one. Speaking of things named number one, how about Broad Street today? Broad Street with a big photo of the DeSoto Theater is representing Georgia in MSN Travel's collage of the, quote, most beautiful main streets in every state. Education news today, great news from Rome High. Ten Rome High students have been nominated for the Governor's Honors Program. The weekend is upon us. The weekend, of course, presented by the Forum River Center. The Rome International Film Festival continues at three sites across downtown Rome. The Soul Food Dinner is coming up this coming Saturday night. A lot of Christmas events already underway, and Fans Giving is set for Lake Point over in Emerson on Saturday. More education news. Georgia Northwestern Technical College has received a $22,000 gift from the Gene Haas Foundation for Student Scholarships. In Buzz today, the One Community Sunday's debut November 17th. That's when One Community United, uh, the first church to be visited, St. Mary's Catholic Church. Also, the homelessness task force that was set for this morning, that meeting was set for this morning, has been moved back now to November 21st. Also, an update on Cedartown's plan for Monday's Veterans Day observance. Other features today, of course, our audio report, our rant of the day. We'll look at the next part of the election. That's going to be the city's internal politics. The Ware Mechanical Weather Center forecast today, rain, rain, and more rain, a half inch or more on the way starting this afternoon into this evening. And then it gets cold out there. Friday's high, get this, 52 degrees. It was mid-70s yesterday. Obituaries today, we say farewell to Nancy Hunter, Mr. Wesley Jones, Clem Cree, and Johan Santiago. Also today, our public health restaurant inspection scores. Greater Community Bank brings you the Crime Watch report each morning. Updates on arrest and other information from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk counties. Truett's Chick-fil-A sports report for today. Don't forget, John McClellan has not only his high school picks for the week, the last week of the regular season, but also a look at the playoff snapshot. By the way, Friday night's football schedule now posted. It is the last, like we said, the last week of the regular football season playoffs coming up next. College football on Saturday. Barry's on the road to center. Shorter Hawks at home. Barron Stadium versus Allen University, 1 p.m. Georgia Tech at Virginia, 12.30 p.m. Georgia Bulldogs home versus Missouri, 7 p.m. I believe that game is on ESPN, by the way. On Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans at 1 p.m. This will be kind of a new start, second part of the season for the Falcons after a dismal first half. Our rant of the day, let's call this one the day after. That is the day after the election. 
We'll start with this. As a big as Election Day was, the few days that follow the election, the next two, three, four days are even bigger. And that will stretch until now, until the first of the year. That's when candidates suddenly, the winning joy of that campaign, the transition moves from a successful campaign into the reality of what happens next. That's especially a huge in Rome, as now we're seeing a fundamental change in dynamics on the Rome City Commission, that is starting on January 1st. And that's just from the candidate's perspective. For those of us in what we call the Fantasy Political League, it's a brand new piece of red meat to chew upon. Take Wednesday morning, for example. The very first emails and texts and phone calls we received for the day were about the pending power shift on the city commission. Which group is in? Which group is out? And will there be three or four actually subgroups to deal with in the wake of three newcomers joining the commission? More on that in a minute. The second most asked question by the day was when, with the Sunday brunch bill now passed by a wide margin of, of city voters, when will Sunday early sales begin, the so-called brunch bill. You'll be able to have uh, cocktails for that brunch beginning at 11 a.m. on Sunday, November 17th, so one more week before we start the new brunch bill hours. Right now, it's a 12.30 start. It'll move back to 11 a.m. on November 17th. But let's go back to the first topic first. You may want to drink before we do this. If not, we'll now continue. How does Tuesday's vote play out? We do have some theories. First, The newcomers are exactly that. They don't have the baggage the six incumbents have to carry. Their slate is clean. They didn't vote in last January's mayor's race or mayor pro tem race. And none of them have any key issues they've voted on for the last 18 and 24 months like the six incumbents. Likewise, there are no favors owed or no paybacks due. Or to put it another way, the incumbent commissioners don't have any real power or sway over the newcomers. Which means you'd best believe some of the incumbents already are trying to build alliances with the newbies in hope of courting the vote in January for the mayor's race or on some of the pet projects embraced by the incumbents. What may have been a congratulatory call or a visit on Tuesday night or Wednesday or today or into the weekend might as well be considered what we're calling a first date. Here's where things get cautionary. Watch out what happens after that second date, maybe a dinner and a movie, so to speak. Perhaps a better way to think about it all surrounds the TV reality show known as Survivor. Among the keys to making it through all those tribal councils and challenges is building a coalition of fellow survivors. Or to put it another way that I'll get us kicked off the LinkedIn networking site, think of it this way. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's because, much like the TV show Survivor, the finalists are going to sell that coalition out toward the end when it becomes time for a true game of survival. We apologize that sounds dark or foreboding or conniving, but that's the way government is today. We're about to see an interesting seven to eight weeks of courtship after different commissioners reach out to the new guys in hopes of building some bonds and, yes, some coalitions. After all, there is that mayor's race in January, and someone needs to be pro tem. You combine three new voices with the payback still due from last January's contentious vote, and that first meeting of the new commission in January is going to be the proverbial must-see TV. 
The big campaign is over. Those votes have been counted. Now begins the internal campaigns. Only this time, unlike Survivor, the losers are about to be voted onto an island, not off the island. Here's hoping the commissioners, old and new, understand what Tuesday's vote really meant. That is this, time for a new direction in the city, from the commissioners to City Hall. We think the newcomers will embrace that call for change. Will the others? Time will tell. This is John Drucker-Miller with HometownHeadlines.com thanking you for joining us today. While maybe we should close with the theme from Survivor today, we're going to go to one even better than that, and that is the rendition of Funky Truck by our good friend Harry Musselwhite. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.